This is Gunnar Lovelace, your co-host of But Are You Thriving? In this episode, I interview Byron Katie, whose work has been so powerful for me in my life. I was first introduced to her from a dear friend when I was a teenager, and I fell in love with her at first contact. My mother soon after brought her to the hippie commune I grew up on for my 19th birthday, and we became lifetime friends. So without further delay, here is the episode. Hello, everybody. My name is Gunnar Lovelace. I'm one of the co-founders of Thrive Market. And up in the interview for our show is Byron Katie. She has this amazing process called The Work, which you can see at thework.com. It's this amazing way of creating freedom in our minds from suffering, anxiety, fear. It's been an amazing tool for me in my life. And at the core of Thrive Market is this really deep desire to create a platform and community around thriving in general. And so this podcast is very much at the heart of that in terms of broadening the ways that we support our community in thriving, moving from, you know, survival to, to thriving. You know, we all have some combination of, of trauma or challenges or suffering that we've dealt with in our life. And Byron Katie's process provides this, you know, truly simple and powerful framework to live a more empowered life. And I was fortunate enough to meet Byron Katie when I was 19 through a dear friend of mine, Gordon, who was at the time dealing with terminal cancer. And he introduced me to her when I was visiting him in Sedona, Arizona. And I got to see her for the first time in a retreat uh, before she became very famous and, and a kind of global phenomena. And a year later, you know, I, I got to get much closer with her when she came to visit my parents had started a hippie commune in Ojai, California, and uh, she came and did a workshop actually for my birthday. And then we went and saw my dear friend Gordon, who who was actually on his deathbed dying of cancer at the time. And that day with Byron Katie that she came you know, for my birthday and then with, with Gordon as he was passing was one of the more powerful days of my life. And the exposure to her work, the ways that it created a, a very simple powerful framework for understanding ourselves, for moving from being ruled and dominated by uh, reaction and reactivity, but rather having more space to listen and be available for life more fully. Uh, it's been a great gift and it you know continues to be a tool that I use all the time. And I'm very, very excited uh, without further ado to welcome Byron Katie. Hello, Byron Katie. So, ha- so happy to have you here. It's such oh, a pleasure and honor, honey. I just love our time together, Gunnar. I know. It's, I am so grateful that you made some time for us. And it's, you've been such a transformative force in my life that it's just such a pleasure and honor to have you here with us. Oh, thank you. I feel the same way. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And, you know, one of the things I was uh, really fortunate to meet Byron Katie when I was 19 and uh, we met through a very dear mutual friend. And and one of the things that I love about your work is that you don't have to be spiritual or religious. You don't have to be Christian or Buddhist, that the the power of your work, the piercing simplicity of it is uh, so deeply rooted in taking radical responsibility for our lives from a place of deeper peace that moves us from 
being in a victim relationship to life where life is happening to us instead with the work, which is what you call your process, for lack of a better word. There's this beautiful framework for taking responsibility for our life, taking really feeling more embodied to meet the the challenges and opportunities. And I'm so grateful that I got exposed to your work and that your work has been so successful in the world. Uh, yeah, good times, good times. You know, it's, it's also about, as I hear you, it's also about the, gosh, how do you understand our minds? And when we understand our minds, then um, our lives begin to make sense to us. And that's when life gets really simple and more, more wisdom running our lives than craziness. Yeah, I, I think all of us have uh, versions of trauma, survival trauma, and then all of the incredible evolutionary biology of the ways that our brains work. And you've, you know, the, the work creates such an interesting framework to really look at that and to create space to look at it. And, and one of the things that I think is, are, you know, obviously our community at its core is about thriving as a concept, right? And so it's yeah. thri- thriving in health, thriving in mm-hmm. on the planet, but also this this core piece of, you know, thriving in our consciousness. And there's so many pieces about your work that I find so deeply interesting uh, and that's been a constant tool for me. But one of those pieces is this really piercing insight that you had early in offering your work that every single judgment that we have about someone else is always tied to an unresolved belief or judgment that we have about ourselves. Yeah. Regarding our own lives. Yeah. Yes. And, 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 and an example of that is for example, you know, maybe, maybe I judge a coworker for being loud and arrogant uh, and, and maybe there's some truth to that, but it wouldn't bother me unless I was also loud or arrogant or needing validation in some unconscious way. And the simplicity of your work is really this beautiful way of getting to get intimate with those projections, those judgments, those beliefs, and doing, then doing a turnaround. Yeah. And, and what's so valuable, what shows up is how we react when we are believing those thoughts about other people, ourselves, and the world. How do we react? Like if someone says, there's something wrong with you, Byron Katie, and I think, oh, how dare they? You know, it's, uh, and maybe I give them the look. And then, but I think they hurt my feelings when they said there's something wrong with me. And so they are the cause of my suffering and confusion and discontent. But when I question the thought they they said they don't she said she doesn't like me is it true well you know i'm i get really still and i meditate in that situation in that time and place and the answer as i listen to be sure i'm right i didn't get it wrong yes it's true she said that she said that let's say she doesn't care about me that keeps it simple and then how do I react when I think the thought she doesn't care about me? I feel like low self-esteem. I begin to be self-conscious, maybe. I feel, you know, I was really feeling good until she said that. So it, it's like 
my emotions were affected. I went from feeling good to a kind of depression. And I gave her the look. I said it was cruel. And so how do I react when I believe the thought? Okay, so Gunnar, what's come up for me is, is um, the effects of what I'm thinking and believing. And who would I be without the thought? She doesn't care about me. And I get really still, and I drop the thought, and I look, I, I look at her in my mind's eye. Even if it was 10 years ago, I can see her in my mind's eye. I can hear her saying that. I look at her face. And in this situation, I see her as bothered, self-conscious. I begin to experience compassion as I meditate in that time and place, as she is speaking to, speaking to me in that way. And so here we have my fault show up. What I said and did is the cause of my suffering. And what I'm thinking and believing about her is the cause of my suffering. It is not one thing that she said or did that is my, my, the cause of my suffering. So I, this work allows me to take 100% responsibility for what I am thinking and believing and how it affects my life and the life of the people around me. And then when I get to the turnarounds, then she said she doesn't care about me, turned around. I said I didn't care about her. Well, the ego says I didn't say that to her. Well, yeah, but I gave her the look and I mm-hmm. scolded her. And the look, you know, it's, it can be just as deadly as if I verbally went off on her. So I feel that I take responsibility for that. And mm-hmm. let's say she said that, and I'm the one that has to go back. She started it, and I'm the one that has to go back and make amends, admit my wrongs. No, I don't have to. But it becomes a part of my life. And if, if I never see her again, I live those amends in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I'm awake to them, I'm aware of them, and I know that it's I that experience the suffering. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea how that affects them, but I am mentally in my own business, and I am making love, literally making love to this egoic mind that we try to avoid, that we try to shut up, that we try to silence through addictions and, and false identities. And the ego doesn't sleep, you know. <laughs> when we're sleeping and we wake up, the first thing that happens is ego. I, I am. I am awake. I am late for work. I, 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 me, me, me. So, so you know, the, this um, waking up to, um, you know, the, the short version, maybe it's the long version, <laughs> but the, in, in my world, the short version is giving the ego, meeting it with understanding as though it were, you know, a terrified child that just needs to be understood. I don't do war with the ego. War is war. Mm-hmm. So I question it. So this work really is all about how to identify the cause of all suffering and how to end it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I love, there's so many things that you said there that I find deeply fascinating. But, you know, 
I used to be under the conception that ego was bad, right? It's really just a, it's an evolutionary tool that allows us to navigate time and space, right? And so I, I think of it like as a car, you know, our identity, our, our identity framework, our personality, you know, you get in the car, you drive to a place, and then hopefully you can get out of the car and you're not stuck in the car. And so another piece that I felt like you uh, touched on there is, is so interesting, which is like, I'm 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 reacting now to my coworker as an example mm-hmm. and maybe I never see her again or maybe I see her every day but I avoid her because of some aspect of her that I'm judging that actually has to do with some aspect of myself that I'm judging or unresolved mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. and and we think about how many hundreds of relationships we have that we're doing that all of the time. And then how much energy that takes to carry that around with us. Exhausting. Uh, it's exhausting, you know, and, and and Robert Bly has this amazing concept of like, you know, uh, my little shadow and that we're just carrying our shadow around with us. Mm-hmm. And it's all of these unresolved judgments and ideas that we have about other people and the world that just suck all of our energy away and mm-hmm. take take our ability to meet life fully. You know, how do I react? I believe the thought she doesn't care about me. She said so, you know, she doesn't care about me. How many years is that going to arise in me? And how, you know, what false identities do I carry? So other people won't say that about me or to me. And, you know, these false identities we carry around and then when they don't work, our feelings get hurt. But we're just ego protecting its identities. So it's... um so that it can be imagine itself as physical and ego is mind and you can't touch mind it's not a thing mm-hmm. it's not object mm-hmm. but the ego you know its attempt is to be object to live in the world and so you know it it can't sleep it's a full-time job but when we begin to question it it's quite a meeting it's quite a, it's it's quite we we yeah. begin to to wake up to reality and and some would say even non-duality because the ego, there's the ego in me. Well, an ego is not uh, physical. It's not a thing. So that leaves me. And, and inquiry that I refer to as the work is the answer to who am I every time we sit in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I, I realize as I'm hearing our conversation there's probably a lot of our listeners that actually don't even fully understand the process that you guide people in. Mm-hmm. And and so just to even like zoom out a little bit, because I'm, you know, I, I realize I probably jumped right into it because I'm so excited about <laughs> talking about these things with you. You know, uh, I, uh, I feel like I did the same thing just because we have so much history together and yeah, yeah. delightedly so. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, I went to thework.com today, which is your website, because I hadn't been there in a while. And I was, you know, I, I wanted to download the worksheet again and look at it. And, you know, what one, I just loved how many languages it's translated in, mm-hmm. which is just a sign of how, how wide your work has been distributed. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a very simple worksheet that has six questions. Mm-hmm. And anybody who wants to understand this process, you literally just go to, you know, the work.com, the worksheet's mm-hmm. right there. It doesn't matter what your spiritual or religious orientation is. It's a very, very, it's a literally a one sheet. And, you know, the first time that I started doing the work, I tried to be like very, I, I, 
I didn't allow myself to be as petty as I should have been. And, and one of the things that you would always coach me when we would do the session was like, Oh, you're being, you're being too mature. I want you to actually, uh, I want you to be, I want you to be more petty. I want you to be like more judgmental and, and get really creating the space for that. And so. Yeah. Who are you when you're you're upset, angry, depressed, or confused? Yeah. And, and, and giving, giving full permission for those really negative perspectives to be voiced without filtering them, like just Mm -hmm. completely sharing those negative judgments, those negative perspectives. And, yeah. and, and rightly so. We're, we're looking at the cause of our suffering. We're looking at, at what we're thinking and believing about ourselves, others, and the world. So we're trying to avoid the cause of our suffering when this is, you know, what is offered here as a way to meet them head on. Look yeah. at them, honor them, question them, and see you know, it, it, it can't hurt. It's sure bringing a lot of freedom to a lot of people. Well, and, and, and I mean, just speaking purely selfishly, how exhausting is it to carry all of these ideas about mm-hmm. everybody all the time? And, and so for those of you that haven't been exposed to her work before, the worksheet is this incredible tool. Also, Byron Katie's book, Loving What Is, is absolutely amazing. And it talks uh, a lot about your journey through crises and mm-hmm. breakdown mm-hmm. and then how you came to your process. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the audiobook is so beautiful and the introduction that your husband, Stephen Mitchell makes, you can feel how much, just like how much he loves you, how much he's been touched he by does. your work. He does. He's incredible. He's absolutely amazing. And so I just highly recommend, you know, anybody who is, you know, interested in freeing themselves from nonstop chatter in their minds, who is feels like they're spending a lot of their life every day uh, with judgments that are intense about other people, anybody who's struggling with intense emotional energy, this is such a simple, beautiful process for creating some space and getting to know ourselves beyond all of those judgments and those beliefs. And, and I just wanted to share that just because I, I realized that we dove right into it. And I, I, I wanted to make mm-hmm. sure that people had a, an opportunity to get access to this. And, you know, for me, this is so important because, the, you know, this concept of thriving, right? Like so much of our lives, we're all moving around so quickly. Things are going faster with cell phones and just the, the pressure and the intensities that we have all the time. And, and so often we're just trying, we're just surviving. And, and, and I feel like this technology is such a simple framework to move from surviving to thriving. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter what good food we're putting in our body. If we're totally worked up and stressed Mm -hmm. out and judgmental, there's no way for us to be truly healthy. Yeah. When, when we're not in touch with our inner wisdom, we make really hardcore choices to feel better. Whereas if we feel better about ourselves, we're tapped into something, you know, a a beautiful mind, let's say, and we make clearer, healthier choices out of that mind. So it it really is, these questions are like thrive market, Gennard, they're just, they allow us to be, you know, enough sanity to see what you offer and so many people in the world are offering as far as sane, sane ways of living. 
Yeah, and you know it was it was interesting for me because I uh, first of all I I I love my mother. She has been one of the most mm. amazing amazing humans in my life, and she's such a a, a, a courageous a courageous brave uh, woman who has over, mm. overcome so many challenges. Mm. And and like most of us, you know, uh, the parental relationships are always, you know, they tend to have more texture to them in terms of the ways that we're vulnerable to our parents and mm-hmm. and those dynamics and the way they cut to us and so you know she's she's coming to visit me tonight and oh, and, and, and so her, I was tell her I said hello and love of course yeah and 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 so I was you know I was doing I was like looking at the worksheet and I hadn't done it in a while and I was like okay well I'm gonna do I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the worksheet around my relationship with my mother mm-hmm. and, and you know it was it was so interesting because I felt some you know I felt some anxiety about her coming and staying with me and and, and this is you know only from a place of like true love because I, I love yeah. her deeply. So it's yeah. not, you know, the beauty of this process is that it invites us to be like really honest with the feelings that are arising so mm-hmm. that so that we can actually free ourselves from the energy that's tied up in those feelings. She's so talented too. She, she came from a dictatorship in Argentina and used to get blindfolded to go to activist meetings and many of her friends were killed in college. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we lived illegally in the United States for eight years until we got our green card. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just like she's worked so hard, so courageous, so mm-hmm. smart. It's interesting, you know, as I was doing the worksheet in advance of our call, uh, this interview right now, I was, I was observing the sadness because I, I love my mother so much, yeah. and yet I feel that I have to keep space between myself and her because I don't quite know how to handle this old pattern that's there. And I share that because it's this really amazing thing where we have these incredible tapestry of relationships in our lives, whether it's our yeah. siblings, our our husbands, our wives, our 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 partners, our children, mm-hmm. and the ways that we put these subtle protective layers between us and them because of all of these judgments and all of these protective mechanisms. And what you say is so powerful because she's not putting it in front of you. It's 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 like she can. But what you're putting in front of her, that anxiety and, and validating her because you believe her to be anxious and, and needing to be validated, maybe she does. But one of you can... Uh, I'm just very touched by your work, Gunnar. I just love that you would listen to her and hold her hand without trying to fix her and listen and listen. And you're a good listener. So when I look at who I'm talking to, I, I, you're a really good listener. And if you can do it with, with others, you can sure offer that gift to your mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you've, you've You've maybe heard my prayer. If I had a prayer, it would be this. God, spare me from the desire to seek love, approval, or appreciation. Amen. (laughs) Spare me from the desire to seek uh, 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 love, Mm. approval, and appreciation. Yes. I was thinking about all the ways that I do that uh, while I was surfing this morning, Uh, just the the subtle ways that I try to make myself look good or exaggerate a situation a little bit just so it makes me look better. Mm. Uh, uh, And uh, yes, it's, it's, uh, it's really, I, I love the 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 simplicity and the 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 brutal honesty of this process. And, and you know you know Gunnar, you could do the work on all of that. 
everything you mentioned while you were out there surfing and do the work on it. And it's just like some kind of miracle that your personality will go on without the need to and without the ego being involved, the natural inclination to be there for people and to laugh when it's funny and and to even smile when it's not so funny because you have an inside thing going that is, the way I describe it is you understand. And that's yeah. what this, that's, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, we don't turn into just unfun loving clear people you know if if anything we have i can't imagine you having more energy than you do but it it but it is but without the efforting and stress is um mm-hmm. oh boy is that um that can really be a burnout for some of us oh yeah it's been it's been a, i mean that's one of the things i love about your book loving what is is you you describe the meeting of life for the first time after your breakdown process and one of the one of the things that you share is this experience of being breathed as mm-hmm. opposed to being the active one that needs to breathe yeah. and this experience that we're being breathed by life all the time and the invitation to relax into that as opposed to how much energy and we put into efforting and pushing all the time. Yeah. And honey, this may sound, you know, I'm, I don't want to throw all your listeners off and, and sound weird, but, but we're also being talked and walked and lived. It's just the ego takes credit for all of that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, and the, when the ego takes credit, there's a twist that happens that turns into uh, the ego as a self. Mm-hmm. And this is in the absence of self, there is something beautiful going on. Mm-hmm. And that's my invitation to, mm-hmm. first to myself, just to live this out mm-hmm. and then passing it on to others yeah. and, um, in, in a way that no one needs me. Those questions are, um, it's a meditative way of sitting in oneself. Yeah, I recognize that we're we're coming to the end of this particular interview, and there's obviously so much more that we could spend time with. And, you know, I'm so grateful that you took time with us, that you worked through the the technical issues that we had to get you here and... (laughs) Uh, and that you know that your work is now accessible to so many people that you give it away for free. Literally, anybody can go to thework.com. You know, if if you find yourself in a place in your life where you're just just really suffering and you're anxious or or preoccupied or in conflict, and you've tried so many other things and it's not working. Uh, this is such a beautiful, simple tool, and the the way that this has provided freedom for so many people. And it's not like you know, I don't. I find for myself that you know, it's a it's a constant commitment to be to be cl- clearing the decks, mm-hmm. and, and it's not like you do it 
intensely once or do it intensely for a month or a year and then it's gone and the, and the decks are clear and life is like perfectly smooth. Maybe it will be, but mm-hmm. my experience of it is that it's a commitment to clean the mind regularly uh, mm-hmm. and, and that this is such a beautiful tool for it. And I, I just uh, love you so much. I'm so grateful for you and uh, I'm so happy we, we share this planet together. Oh, I am too, sweetheart. I, I just, um, I'm, I am so grateful as well. You do such good work, such good work, and thank you for that. Thriving. Yes. Well, I hope you have a beautiful day, and I, w- I'm going to let you go for now. And uh, that is it for our episode with Byron Katie. Please check her work out, and I hope you get some of the benefit that I have from her beautiful work. Mm-hmm. This podcast represents the opinions of the hosts and the guests on the show. The content here is for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions or advice. Enjoy the show.